Now, please allow me to introduce, introduce our speaker today, Corey D. from the 1728 group from Oswemboro, Kentucky. Welcome, Corey. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Mario. My name's Corey, and I am an alcoholic. Um, my home group is the Owensboro 1728 group in Owensboro, Kentucky. I live uh, directly on the Ohio River on the border of Kentucky and Indiana. About, if you're familiar with the area, about I'm about two hours west of Louisville and about 40 minutes east of Evansville, Indiana. Uh, my sobriety date is July the 22nd, 2014, um, and I've been involved uh, in, my, in a home group. I've had a, I have a sponsor. I've got a, serv- a sponsor who's uh, my recovery and a service sponsor kind of combo. Um, I have sponsees. I've got sponsees that sponsor pe- sponsor people, uh, and I've been involved in general service since I was about five months sober. Um, I've uh, at just real quick, like at the group level and up, I've uh, I've served as a, a group treasurer. I've served as GSR. I have served as the district committee member for the district that I live in in Kentucky, and I currently serve as the alternate chairperson for Area 26, which is the whole state of Kentucky. So uh, today uh, we're going to talk about Tradition Four. Since today's the 2nd of April, Tradition 4 is a good one. Um, I'm going to try to cover as much as I can so I don't, so I don't go over. So, um, you know, when I was taught to, uh, to, you know, when I first learned about the traditions and, and I went through, you know, uh, a tradition study and all that with my sponsor, um, I was taught to read both the short form and the long form of the traditions. Um, so with tradition four on your, in your, in uh, our fourth edition big book, be page 562. Uh, tradition four states each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. So if I look over on the next page, 563 at the long form, notice it's a little longer. Got a lot more information there than just what we just read. It says four with respect to its own affairs. Each AA group should be responsible to no other authority than its own conscience. But when its plans concern the welfare of neighboring groups also, those groups ought to be consulted. And no group, regional committee, or individual should ever take any action that might greatly affect AA as a whole without conferring with the trustees of the General Service Board. On such issues, our common welfare is paramount. Now, I want us to, to hold on to that word there, paramount. That, that's a that's a big word, you know. So, you know, I had to think about that, and I had to talk with my sponsor about it when I first went over this and everything. Um, I like to think that I'm a smart person. Fortunately, I just look back at the last almost 40 years of my life, and I can see that, you know, I need some help with a lot of things. And, um, you know, I had to find out what um, what autonomous was, and it's like it's self-governing. Um, so I was like group autonomy. That's cool. So each group is responsible for what it wants to do. So like some examples of group autonomy would be like meeting time and location. So like my home group meets on Tuesday evenings at 530. We used to meet at 630 and, you know, our, we, we didn't have a very good turnout. And we had to think about that. We had to do it, we, it through conducting a group inventory uh, with an outside member. We realized that, you know, a lot of people get off around, you know, 435 o'clock. And um, I know that for myself, if I come home and I sit in my recliner and I lean back, all of a sudden, you know, my uh, my drive and all that to go to the meeting starts to dwindle quickly. So we decided to change it to 530. That's an example of a, a group autonomy. Um, you know, where we meet at, uh, we rent out the back of a church 
uh, has nothing to do with the church or anything. We just rent it for space. Uh, you know, there's a local clubhouse here that a lot of meetings meet at. Um, there's a treatment center that um, I can think of two different home groups in town here that rent out treatment centers uh, for a meeting space. So meeting space, you know, location would be an example of group autonomy. Readings. So, you know, every every group kind of has different readings. Um, real popular in the Midwest, probably in the West and all over. Um, it's real popular here to go to a meeting and hear, um, you know, the, the AA preamble, how it works, the 12 traditions, and then the, uh, the nine step promises. Uh, that's a, that's would be group autonomy. You know, what we read beforehand. Uh, my home group, we like to read an opening meeting statement. Um, instead of saying, for example, instead of saying uh, like serenity prayer or something like that, we start off with the declaration of unity. Um, you know, we read the 12 traditions and then we, we talk about the seventh tradition and that, and then we go on into the meeting. That, that's, a, those are examples of group autonomy. Um, some other some other things of autonomy within groups uh chips some groups uh, do sobriety chips some some groups don't um selling literature so at my home group uh we have pamphlets for free and we have other books like that are conference approved you know we have big books we have uh 12 the 12 and 12 12 steps 12 traditions we have uh, dr bob and the good old timers pass it on as bill sees it daily reflection our great responsibility a service manual you we have all those for sale at cost um, you know, some groups, some groups around here don't do that. It's, uh, you know, it, it just, that's a group autonomy thing. Um, types of meetings. So we all know that there's a lot of different types of meetings. There's discussion meetings. There's speaker meetings. Uh, my, my home group is a big book study. Uh, there's tradition meetings, grapevine meetings. Um, also those, there's specialty groups. Like, uh, there's both a men's and a women's, uh, like specialty meeting here in town. Um, there's LGBTQ meetings. Uh, there used to be a meeting here for uh, for doctors a few years ago. So if you weren't a doctor, you weren't able to attend. It's okay. It's group autonomy. Um, at that time, I, there was 10 other meetings meeting in, in town that I could go to. Uh, it met, used to meet like at 8 o'clock on, on a weeknight. There was tons of other meetings to go to. Um, they preferred that you be a doctor, but if you come in and, and really said you needed a meeting, they would let you come in. But they preferred that you be a doctor with that group. That's all group autonomy. Uh, some other things, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe your group, you know, if you're having a uh, sobriety birthday or something like that, maybe somebody likes to bring a cake. Um, you know, maybe they like cupcakes. Maybe they uh, set up a, a certain day. Maybe you have a speaker meeting you know, three weeks out of the month, and then you have, uh, or you have a discussion meeting three weeks out of the month, and then maybe you have a speaker on the last uh, week, you know, for birthdays. I've seen that done. That's all group autonomy. Um, sponsorship list. Um, my home group has a sponsorship list. We, we keep a list of everybody who uh, is both willing and able to sponsor people. So like uh, for myself, uh, for example, I sponsor a couple guys. Uh, I, I service sponsor a couple people too. So I'm not at this time. I've got a full plate. I don't. I, so my name is not on the list because I don't have the, the adequate time that I feel that give you know to give a newcomer on there, and it's not fair to them and it's not fair to me. Um, so you know I, my name is not on the list. But we have a sponsorship list. If anybody's looking for a sponsor, it's a home group member. Um, you're you know we have home group members who are who are willing and able to sponsor. That that's group autonomy. Um, you know we don't have to do that, but we choose to. Um, also too, like, you know, there's different positions in the group. Like I see Mario, it says secretary on there. So, you know, 
Um, you know, there's GSR and all that, but some groups, depending on the size, they have different things that they do. Um, you know, we, uh, I was a member of a home group before that was a big group and we had a CPC slash PI chair in the group. We had a corrections committee chairperson in the group. Um, unfortunately, my home group right now is, is we, we don't have the size to do that. We, although we would like to, and we're all involved in that kind of work, but, uh, but, you know, we don't have double positions in the group. Um, you know, some other things like, you know, greeters at my home group, we don't have a door greeter because it's everybody's responsibility to, to greet people as they come in, you know, and make them feel welcome. We don't have just one person that does that. Uh, but it's totally up to the groups. Uh, another example of uh, group autonomy would be like tradition seven contributions from the group. Um, you know, at my home group, we contribute to our local district. We contribute to our, our area and we contribute to the general service board. Um, one thing we do not do is practicing group autonomy is we don't contribute to the local inner group here. And uh, that's another story for another day. And I'm not going to bore you guys with that. But, uh, but you know, those are all group autonomy, um, group autonomy decisions. Um, a different thing that we do that um, some, you know, that I know some other groups do, but I don't know group here in town does, is uh, we have a, a social media private group for our group. Um, and then, you know, we, uh, we have a couple admins on that and, uh, it's, it's a closed, it's a, it used to be called a, a secret group, but it, Facebook, I think has changed it to private now, but we have a private group and, uh, you know, we have a bunch of people in town that are not just home group members, but AA members. That is one requirement is you have to be an AA member, uh, to be a member of the group. And we do different things. We have, you know, we'll put different readings on there. We'll put flyers. We'll put different AA, you know, information files, uh, have kind of like little discussion boards, things like that. That's all group of time. Um, so, you know, I'll give you an example here. So let's, let's think about this again here when it says, but when it's plans concern the welfare of neighboring groups, also those groups ought to be consulted. So I, uh, I have an experience uh, with something like that. I was GSR of another group here in town and it was a closed meeting. And, uh, and it was a closed speaker meeting. I know that may sound strange to a few people. It always did to me, but it's a closed speaker meeting. And, um, one thing that was strange about it is uh, I had some old timers and, you know, one guy there kind of took me under his wing and all that. He'd been sober longer than I'd been alive. And I like to remind him of that all the time. He, uh, he's in a nursing home now and we go visit him. And thankfully, since the pandemic is starting to open up here, at least in Kentucky, we, we have the opportunity to, to make an appointment and go see him now. But, um, you know, I noticed that we read a, a closed meeting statement before, but it wasn't like the blue card closed meeting. It said that we, had, you know, it said something to the effect that we ask if you, um, that we, that they would ask that you introduce yourself as an alcoholic, not an addict. And um, I brought that up one time in the home group meeting because I started noticing we had a lot of people coming to that meeting. There was over a hundred people there every Tuesday night, and there was a wide range of people there. And there were people there that obviously were not members of of any 12-step fellowship I don't believe they were there like we had treatment people that were coming and people in treatment centers and you know they would have their their girlfriends or their boyfriends or their husbands or their wives meet them there and they bring their kids and everything and look I love kids I, I love people's significant others but in a closed meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous you know it's it, you have to be an alcoholic and I brought that up and uh make a long story short they just didn't want you to say that you were a drug addict that's it. 
as long as you weren't, didn't say you were a drug addict, they didn't care. And, and, and I, that didn't sit right with me. And I was like, well, look, if that's the way that we feel, then we, maybe we should vote to make this an open meeting. And oh, I got all kind of flack for that. And, you know, uh, told, you know, this old timer told me that if the guy that started that meeting knew that he, uh, that, that I was trying to do that, he'd roll over in his grave. And then I kindly remind the guy that, you know, I knew that guy and that he had been a past delegate. And if he knew that we were breaking, you know, traditions and having a close, saying we were a closed meeting and it really being open, that would probably cause him to turn over in his grave even more. So, um, I was the only person that felt that way though, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, I had to go with that. And, um, you know, that, that is what happened. So I tried to bring up the fact that by us not adhering to that closed meeting, uh, that really we were affecting all the other groups around us and AA as a whole, because we're telling people that it's okay that to just come into a closed meeting, bring whoever you want. Doesn't matter if you're an alcoholic or anything. And, you know, especially for new people, when they come in and they see that, they don't know that that is not the way a closed meeting is. And, uh, and then if they go to another closed meeting and the closed meeting, you know, says something to them about it. Well, then we got, then we got a conflict, you know, and then, then resentments start flying and everything. And, and that is directly our group's fault when that happens. Um, you know, hypothetically for that because we taught them that it was okay to come into a closed meeting and not adhere to any principles. Um, you know, so, uh, so I, I, for lack of a better term, I beat a dead horse on that issue for quite some time. And, uh, when my GSR term, uh, was over for that, um, I found a different home group and they didn't understand why. And, and they got a little resentful at me because of it, but it just wasn't something I was trying to do. I didn't want to be a member of a closed meeting that didn't uphold that. Um, I was taught in, you know, through the steps that I should practice the principles in all of my affairs. And that means my outside life, my AA life, my personal life, my home group life. And, um, and that is principle, you know, and I need to stick to principle. Um, but I couldn't force anybody to do anything. Um, something else I want to cover with you guys here, uh, you know, what got me involved in general service was actually a, a local convention here in town. I, I had been elected as a GSR and I had been a GSR for maybe six months to a year. And uh, with that, um, I was in a dark district, meaning we had no representation at the area level. And it had been like that for 10 years. And we didn't know we didn't know that, you know, I didn't know there was an area. I didn't know there was a delegate. I didn't know there was a general service conference, which is getting ready to happen here in about three, three and a half weeks. Um, I, I didn't know all that was going on. Um, but I did know something about this convention that I uh, got involved with was a little funny. And they let an outside entity's bank account uh, control the convention due to the Patriot Act of, from, from 9-11 or something. They lost their bank account because it had been over five years since they had hosted one. Yada, yada, yada. They lost their money. So instead of going and trying to start a new one and that, they just let the clubhouse entity that owned the, the local clubhouse, they just let them use their bank account. And uh, I, I didn't know much, but I knew that something about that was not right. So, you know, I, I brought that up in the meeting. And you know what somebody told me? Somebody there told me, well, we are autonomous to do whatever we want. And I was like, well, group autonomy, tradition four, does not give us the right to break the other 11 traditions. Uh, you know, I cannot use tradition four and group autonomy to just slaughter all the other traditions uh that's not that that what that is to me is that's me that's ego pride and self-will that's everything that the 12 steps try to suppress in me um so i can't you know i um uh, i can't use the fourth tradition 
as a justification to break any other tradition. Um, I've seen a lot of that happen. I'm sure some of you guys have experienced some of that too. It, if you stick around long enough, it tends to, uh, it tends to show itself, you know, and, though, and you know, really those, when those happen, uh, as long as we handle those right and everything, those are usually, they, in my experience, at least I can only speak for myself. They turn out to be positive experiences because they, they become learning experiences. And a lot, you know, I, the best way for me to learn about the traditions, um, not just by going over them with my sponsor and everything, but was I've broke all 12 of them multiple times. And, uh, you know, breaking the traditions was how I really started to learn about them. And I didn't break them because I was defiant and undisciplined and, and just, didn't care about anything, although I may have been a little bit of those things at, at times. Uh, but I broke them because I was uneducated and just didn't know, and nobody had ever sat me down and, and went over them with me. Um, I used to read the 12 traditions off the wall hanging, just like I did the 12 steps when I went to AA for seven years and still got drunk because I didn't work any steps and I didn't do anything that you said for me to do. And then I wondered why none of it worked. Um, okay, so um, just for time purposes, uh, I wanted to talk about a few other things here. Um, so it says here, and no group, regional committee, or individual should ever take any action that might greatly affect AA as a whole without conferring with the trustees of the General Service Board. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example uh, here in Kentucky that happened um, that uh, may not be a great example, but still it's an example. Um, hopefully some of you guys are familiar with like AA.org, um, the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous you know, website. Um, if you look in the top of that, there's the blue people symbol that goes across. Hopefully everybody knows what the blue people symbol is. If, if you're not familiar with that, you can check out AA.org and it's at the top. It's got all these blue, uh, people that are holding hands and things like that. It's a really cool symbol. Um, I saw a flyer one time from a group that had that symbol on it and they were using it saying that it was this group and everything. And, um, you know, I, I I suggested to them that maybe they should call the general service office in, in New York and ask if it was okay to do that, you know? Um, and of course, you know, after they, after we had about a 10 minute debate on whether that was okay or not, they called and they found out that that, yeah, that's, that's not okay. That, uh, that, you know, the GSO reserves that symbol specifically for Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, in the general service office and that. Um, so, you know, by, by me using that, that could affect other groups as a whole because all of a sudden, my group may not be what a definition of an AA group is. Um, I might have an alcohol and pill group or an alcohol and family group or however you want to state it. Um, you know, I, uh, I can't initiate any publicity that might affect AA as a whole. Um, and if I'm going to try to do that, I need to contact, you know, the GSO. I need to first probably contact my district. For, hopefully I'm talking about that with my sponsor and my home group. But, uh, you know, I've, I've experienced that where that doesn't happen. And, uh, maybe I'll call my delegate, uh, for the area or, uh, and like I said, call the general service office. You know, what's cool about the general service office is when you call every time that I've ever called there, they usually answer within one ring. I just always thought that was awesome. You know, you call one ring and they're like, boom, they answer and they're like alcoholics anonymous and they want to talk to you. Um, I, I learned that I'm not bothering anybody there that they want to help us. Um, so, you know, also, uh, Something else we can't do is my home group can't print and produce AA literature and distribute it and then say that it's AA standard literature. I can't say that, hey, this is the Owensboro 1728 group, uh, group's uh, theory on how to overcome alcoholism. And, uh, you know, we have maybe 14 steps or maybe six steps instead of 12. And this will cut 
cut a little corners, you know, and all that. Because if you're like me, I'm an alcoholic. I always try to find the easier, softer way. It never works out, unfortunately. But but I still sometimes try. Um, you know, I, I can't do that. That affects AA as a whole. Um, you know, that uh, that that sends because the 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 great part of the traditions is that the tr- the twelve traditions protect Alcoholics Anonymous from me and my best motives. And luckily, I found out over time that principle always trumps motive. You know, I have good motives, but that doesn't mean that uh, that I'm doing things correctly. But if I adhere to certain principles that are laid out in our literature and that, it's pretty hard for me to mess things up, even though I still can. But I have a, my odds shrink greatly if uh, if I try to, you know, stand on principles. Um. So what's really cool about the fourth tradition here is that, it, you know, in the rest of the 11, is that it all goes back to, to, to tradition one, uh, stating that our common welfare comes first. Remember, at the end of that, I talked about on such issues, our common welfare is paramount. Well, we know paramount is the biggest, hugest, uh, most, you know, astronomical thing we can think of. And, uh, and our common welfare is paramount in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and like I said, you know, anytime I'm in question, I can always co- uh, consult my sponsor, uh, maybe support group members who are more experienced than I am. Um, I'm going to tell you, I consult some of my sponsees sometimes. It's good for them and it's good for me. Uh, my sp- I've learned my sponsees have taught me much more than I could ever teach them. Um, I can consult my delegate, my area chairperson. Uh, and then, like I said, I-, I can consult, you know, the general service office too. Um, the, I've learned in AA, the only dumb question is the one that I don't ask. And pride and fear and ego and selfishness, self-centeredness and self-seeking behavior will keep me doing that. Uh, it will, it will keep me from doing that. Um, but you know, I, one thing I've learned, and I'll wrap it up with this, is um, in order for me to learn about and practice and live in the 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous, I have to be firmly grounded in the 12 steps. Um, without the 12 steps, if I have not had the spiritual awakening as the result of those 12 steps, and I don't have a relationship with the higher power that directs me um, and takes all you know self out of the picture – um, then I'm not capable of fully understanding and living the 12 traditions. Um, you know, with myself, I practice the 12 traditions to the best of my ability, not just because I should, because my sponsor tells me I should, but because I want to. I want to be the best person. You know, AA has given me this faith that, um, and this, this new outlook that allows to give, allows me to be the best person, the best citizen, the best boyfriend, husband, father, worker, sponsor, sponsee, friend, home group member, and AA member that I can be. But it all goes back to the 12 steps. If I don't have a firm foundation in the steps, then the traditions are not really possible for that. So with that, uh, I greatly appreciate you guys inviting me. Thank you so much.